What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. Today I've got a really crazy story time for y'all. I know you're going to enjoy about this guy who ended up getting a house from his parents, similar to the story I told last time. But this time, instead of selling it for Fortnite skins, he just ended up trashing it instead, kicking out all of his roommates and then inviting a guy who, like, almost got everyone arrested. It's a whole thing. I know you guys are going to enjoy it, though. Before we get into it, be sure to press the like button or no joke, no scam, you'll end up with a roommate like this. Here is last video's comment of the day, and uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, so this story time was sent in to me by a guy named Marcus, and he had just gotten to college and was renting a room in a house, which is pretty standard. I feel like around every college there's these houses that for the most part, like, nine college students are gonna live in for a year because it's cheap. And usually when I get a roommate story, it involves the roommate being just so dramatically disgusting, they might as well slap a TLC logo in the bottom left hand corner and call it hoarders but this guy who was this dude's roommate he wasn't disgusting he was just the other type of annoying where he wanted to have too much fun all the time like always throwing a party from the moment Marcus walked in and we're not talking about a little party either this guy basically seven days a week wanted to have enough people over that the cops would come over and shut them down because it was a noise complaint you know literally seven days a week there wasn't a day he wasn't trying to throw a party not even like he wanted to and then people stopped showing up. That's what was really crazy at first is this guy was throwing parties every day for, for the first like two weeks of school. And somehow every night like 50, 60 people would show up at their house. And Marcus got tired of this after a while because he's not a giant party animal. Even if you are a party animal, having a party at your house just makes it way more exhausting because you have to clean up the mess and you have to just deal with people while you're trying to do your homework. And after two Two weeks everyone's really annoyed because imagine you get off like your your last class of the day right it's a little bit later you go home you just want to go upstairs watch Netflix do some homework go to bed you show up at your house and you just see like 50 cars worth of people inside your home it got a little bit exhausting especially for the guys that work jobs after school too like all right you're at school all day you go to work you come home and someone puked in your bed like just not a very good vibe because college parties aren't very very calm and mature, especially if it's a bunch of people showing up at a stranger's house. They don't care about your house. They don't know you. They're gonna puke in your bed sheets, dog. I don't know who, but somebody will. If there's a hundred people at a party, someone is doing something to your house that you're not going to enjoy. And what made it even worse is it was not a big house. It was one of those smaller homes in like an older neighborhood near this college. So even if you're trying to do homework in a house this small with 50 people, it's basically impossible because the floor is like shaking from the amount of music being played. And just imagine the noise that 50 people make. Even if they're talking quietly, you put 50 people in a small house and get them talking, that noise is going to be able to like drown out a jet engine. And if you tried to just go up to your room and ignore it, people from the party would come up and knock on the door and be like, hey, can we use your room? And you're like, no. And whenever you would tell them no, they would act annoyed with you. And Marcus would always start to argue with them and be like, oh, I'm sorry, is me doing my homework in my house interrupting your party? That's so inconsiderate of me. And at first, Marcus was one of the only roommates that was super annoyed everybody else was like not thrilled with the situation but they would still partake in the partying from time to time but as more of them got jobs and like the school year just got going on weeks in it got really annoying to always have people over and I'm gonna call the party animal Brad because I just feel like that's a very party animal name 
And Brad was just hell-bent on the party never ending. He would literally do it 24-7 if he could. He wasn't at college for the whole college thing. He was more there to have a good time. His parents basically told him as long as he had decent attendance, they didn't really care about his grades as long as it was passing and he could do whatever he wanted. So in his mind, he's like, sweet, I'm just gonna throw parties all the time. It doesn't really matter if my roommates are annoyed. Who cares? And so he would, like, go to class during the day, sleep in the class, come home, party, just so he's marked present. But Brad did not care about anyone being annoyed. There had been a few times they mentioned, like, do you ever get tired of having people over all the time? And he looked at them like they had three heads. No, why would I get tired of this? And at first, you know, the people would get a little bit out of control, but it wasn't that bad. But as the parties went on, the quality of people at the parties started changing a little bit. And I'm not one to be like super crazy. Oh, I don't want to hang out with you because you're just uh, not my type of friend or whatever. Like, that's stupid. I don't get that. But that being said, we all know that there's some people that like respect things a little bit more. You know, maybe if it's a friend that you've known for a while, they're a lot less likely to like mess with your house versus if it's a stranger that you found on Craigslist, there's a much higher chance of them maybe not caring about your house because they don't know you. And over time, like the people that Brad would be inviting over to party just got more strange and he literally started finding people to party with on Craigslist, which is just, that's, that's how you know you've got a problem, bro. You're like, listen, I have to have a party today. I don't want to do it alone. Let me hop on Craigslist real quick. Lucky you didn't invite a serial killer over on accident. Whatever though, he just starts inviting all these people over and now, you know, some sketchy individuals are showing up because they're responding to party ads on Craigslist. And there was this one guy in particular named Dan that he would invite over and Dan happened to live in a trailer park that was relatively nearby. And nothing wrong with that. I'm sure there's tons of cool people that live in trailer parks. I don't know. I've personally never lived in one. That's just where Dan lived. Except Dan was not one of these cool people that probably live in trailer parks. Dan was exactly like the stereotype to a T, which sucks because you, you don't want to meet someone and be like, oh, you're trailer park Dan. But just off meeting Dan, you were like, oh, you're trailer park Dan. He was constantly telling stories about how like he used to go steal his neighbor's car and, you know, he would take the catalytic converters off of them and sell them, and how from time to time he would, like, get into trouble because he would drink so many monsters that his heart would have heart palpitations. Just a lot of stuff where you're like, Dan, all right, man, I don't know why you're telling me and bragging about robbing your neighbors and stealing things off people's cars, but okay. And at first, everyone kind of thought he was joking about the, like, stealing stuff from his neighbor's cars thing and, like, taking catalytic converters. But over time, the more he would come over, he was just, like, always talking about it. So they kind of realized, oh, he's serious. And so all of the roommates sit Brad down one day and are like, listen, we don't mind that, you know, you're having parties because they realize there's no reason to tell him they cared because he's not going to stop. But the Dan guy, the Dan guy kind of makes us uncomfortable because, <laughs> like, he's just giving the vibe that we're going to come home to all of our catalytic converters gone off of our cars. They would also, there had been a few times where like Dan would wander off from where everybody in the party was and be like going through their stuff in their room. Someone had caught him going through their stuff in their room and they're like, you know, he's bragging about robbing from his neighbors and then I find him going through my stuff. Uh, I've just like, it's kind of making me feel uncomfortable. And I get that. If it's your house, you don't want someone you don't know who's bragging about robbing people going through your stuff. You just don't want someone you don't know going through your stuff, period. All right, guys, I'm going to interrupt the video for just one second. On screen now is a gift card. For those of you that don't know, I give one of these away in every video as a way to say thank you to you guys for subscribing and turning on those notifications. So if you haven't already, you should do that. 
that. If you already do, you're a legend. And uh, while I got your attention, press the like button if you're enjoying the video so far. Thanks. Brad gets all pissed though and is like, Dan would never do that. I love Dan. He would never ever steal from anyone. Well, apparently Brad was kind of half right on that one. He would never steal from anyone at the house. That much was technically true, but uh, all of a sudden there started to be a lot of reports from this neighborhood about how car parts were going missing. Not just any car part, catalytic converters. And those get stolen a lot. It's not like it's uncommon. But there was a uh, little bit of a red flag thrown up because it was like none. No catalytic converters get stolen. Dan, the guy who says he does it and has experience doing it shows up. All of a sudden there's a bunch. I'm not saying that Dan 100% did it. But that is a pretty bizarre coincidence. Anyways, it keeps happening, and just by happenstance, like one day, there's some, some officers walking around that neighborhood because it was by the college, and they happen to look, like, back behind the house that Brad had, right? And they see this shed, and the door's open, so it's not like they need a warrant or anything to just look in it. And sure enough, there's a bunch of car parts in the shed, so... They go over and look, and it's Brad's shed that he didn't use. He was letting Dan use it, just full of catalytic converters. And so, because it's visible from the road, they, like, walk up. I don't know what the laws are on that. I'm pretty sure the rule is, like, if they can just see it, then there's not much they have to do to, like, get a warrant and come back. So they come and knock on the door, and it just so happens to be Marcus, the guy that sent this in to me, who's there at the time when they come knock. And they're kind of like, hey, what's going on with all that stuff in the shed? That's kind of weird. And he's like, um, I don't know. I don't use the shed, to be honest. I just rent a room here. I have nothing to do with this house. Uh, it's Brad, the guy whose name is on the lease. I, I think his parents own it or something. But I'm just renting a room. So I don't really know a whole lot about the history of the property. Like, I'm not a flip or flop agent. I, I don't know why there's a shed full of car parts in the back. And the cop is like, all right, well, do you know when Brad will be back? And almost like comedic timing, he walks up and tries to walk past them into the house. And obviously, they're like, who's this? And Marcus doesn't say anything, but Brad goes, hey, I'm Brad. And the cops are like, well, can we talk to you for a second? And he's like, uh, sure. So they start talking to him on the porch, and Marcus goes up to his room and opens the window because his window was above the porch, which, yes, is eavesdropping, but I can't even blame him, dude. If this conversation was going on outside my window and I 100% could listen, I'm not going to say I wouldn't, all right? So whatever. They start talking to him, and he's listening, and they're like, what's up with all these catalytic converters in the shed? And Brad's excuse is the classic, well, they're not mine. And the cop's like, yeah, but they're in your shed at your house, though, so you kind of have to know where they're coming from or what's going on. And Brad starts trying to deflect. He's like, oh, it's not my house. It's my parents' house. And they're like, well, we can call your parents and ask if they know why all these car parts are in the shed. Or you can just tell us what's up with all these car parts in the shed. And then they start explaining that if he doesn't explain how they got there, it looks really bad that there's all this potentially stolen stuff in his shed behind his house that his name's the lease on. And once again, he's like, well, it's not mine. I don't really know if that excuse is going to fly, though, bro. Like, if they decide for whatever reason to charge you with this, he didn't do it. But if they did, you're going to get in front of the court and be like, oh, by the way, it wasn't mine. It was this one dude's. And they're like, what dude? I'm not going to tell you, but it was another dude's. I don't know. They probably won't believe you. 
So <laughs> the cops kind of explain that it doesn't matter if he says that it's not his, and he's like, but technically they're not mine. Once again, doesn't change anything. The cop's not like, oh, you didn't call double dibs? Well, in that case, we'll just leave. Keep the stolen stuff. And so they keep pressing him, and finally he relents, and he's like, all right, my friend Dan has a recycling company, and he keeps those there. And that is probably what Dan told Brad, right? Like, he was bragging to everyone else about how he steals catalytic converters, but if you're going to be storing it in his shed, you're not going to walk up to him and go, hey, can I store all this stolen stuff in your shed? Anyways, he's telling the cops the story about Dan, and they stop him and say Dan's last name. And Brad's like, yeah, that guy. And the cops are like, yeah, well, he's literally been arrested multiple times for stealing catalytic converters. So we're going to assume these are stolen. Can we go take a closer look? And Brad realizes now he's in super deep crap, and he's like, yeah, okay, um, sure, you can go look. Putting two and two together that Dan's just been using that shed to store all the stuff he's been stealing from the neighborhood. So they go look, and Brad calls his parents before the cops can, so that way he can make up a story about what happened. And Marcus is upstairs listening, and I don't think Brad realized that, like, he could hear the phone call conversation. And he starts saying that... His roommates had forced him to start hanging out with Dan. He wanted nothing to do with the guy. He knew he was a sketchy character, but, you know, sometimes his roommates would just really peer pressure him, and he's embarrassed that he got peer pressured, but he wanted nothing to do with this, and his parents should just forgive him. Keep in mind, that's just not what happened. His roommates had sat him down and been like, yo, dude, something's off about that guy. We don't know what it is, but it's definitely something. And he said, take a long walk off a short pier. Dan is the best. But of course, they're going to believe Brad's story because it's their kid. They're clearly, like, delusional enough to think buying their kid a house was a good idea. Letting him live in it is a good idea. So the second he's like, oh no, I didn't mean to get in contact with Dan, the big scary catalytic converter man. Uh, they're like, oh, my, my poor son Brad. My, my poor son Brad. But whatever, that night they decide they're going to have a house meeting and everyone who wasn't there is like, dude, we told you that Dan was bad news. Like, man, if only you would have listened to us, all this could have been avoided. He was stealing stuff from the neighborhood. There's my stuff missing from my room. Like, one of them had found some of the stuff that had gone missing from their room in the shed, which, bro, Dan, come on, that's just ice cold. You're gonna steal from them and then keep it in their backyard? Like, stealing is already ice cold enough, but to steal something and then store it in his backyard under his nose is just some next-level damage. But of course, Brad is like, I know, who could have ever seen this coming? Like, Dan was such a good guy. Uh, literally everybody. Everybody saw it coming and warned you, except for you. Dan was probably the only person who didn't see it coming, like you being smart enough to figure it out. I think Ray Charles himself probably saw it coming. That's how obvious it would have been. And then whatever, the next part is really nuts. He admits that he told his parents that it was all their fault, like his roommate's fault. And they're not thrilled about that. They're like, dude, why would you tell your parents that we had something to do with this? We had nothing to do with you becoming friends with Dan, hanging out with Dan, Dan stealing anything. Like none of this had anything to do with us. And he's like, yeah, well, they would have cut me off and evicted me if I said that I had done it because this is my third strike. Third strike, bro. What were the other two? You just have like a, a catalytic converter stealing empire or something? Paul Walker himself doing like a stolen car ring a la Fast and Furious? Like what in the world are your other two strikes that you have where if you told your parents about this one, they would have been like, again, Brad? Again? So whatever. They're just kind of like, all right, well, it is what it is. That's what you told your parents. As long as we're not in trouble or anything, it's okay. Like, like the cops aren't mad at us. And he pulls out these envelopes and hands them to the roommates. And they open them, and the guy to Marcus's left reacts before he can even read it. 
And he's like, you're evicting us? What? Yeah, I guess Brad's parents had decided that they needed to be evicted, which from their perspective, where they think these guys are like inviting people over, storing stuff that's stolen in the backyard, makes sense. But they're more mad at Brad because Brad had really sold them out and then his parents were like, we're gonna evict them. And instead of trying to stand up for them, no, they had nothing to do with this, just... Yeah, alright, I'll give him the letters tonight at the house meeting. He literally sold them out for like, uh, basically nothing to his parents and blamed them and then evicted them on like one day notice. So, whatever, they're getting evicted and they're not fighting it or anything just because they don't want to live here anymore in the first place. If anything, Marcus was really relieved. He's like, great, I don't have to live in this party house anymore. So, all of the uh, roommates that are like good influences, they get kicked out. And there was no way they were going to get out because they had been in a year lease, so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise situation. And Brad, after that, wanting more roommates to make the house cheaper, make it more affordable, like paying for a house by yourself, stinky. Renting out all the rooms and having it paid for, not stinky. Regardless, Brad in his infinite wisdom decided to replace them with Dan. He let Dan move into the house. Even after all the stolen parts were in the shed, all this stuff, he moves Dan in with him. And, uh, I, I don't really know who signed off on that or what, if his parents were not smart enough to realize it was the same person he was talking about before. Also, how is Dan just hanging out? Like, did the cops just come, take all those parts, and be like, Oh, Dan, you little rascal, like, tussle his hair a little bit? You silly guy, you just stop stealing those catalytic converters, okay, pal? Obviously, the house, though, became more of a crapshoot. Their partying continued, but now without, like, his other roommates pushing him to go to school, he just stopped going to school, too, which was one of the only rules that his parents actually had, is that, like, you have to go to class. And so, it's just, like, falling apart. The cops are there all the time because someone's always calling because they did something. He's never in school. And finally, finally, the police somehow get in touch with Brad's parents. I don't know if it was because they're like, look, we've been to this house nine times in the last month. Him and Dan are just always up to something and, like, we just got to do something about it or what. But as soon as his parents were contacted, they started looking into his attendance records and stuff, and they can only guess this. Like, I don't know this for a fact. But the only thing they really cared about was him going to class. He stops going to class, gets in trouble all the time, and one day... Marcus is walking down the street because his house was further down the road and he sees that Brad's house has been completely redone. The siding, everything, it looks like it got remodeled. And right in front is a nice for sale sign. So I bet you his parents were like, dude, what is going on? Probably came to see the house, find it trashed, they had really destroyed it. Like, there was windows broken, you know? They had started to take, like, tarps and just cover a lot of the, the holes in the wall that they had put. It was looking rough, and it did not look like that when they moved in. It was small, but it was a nice house. So imagine you're sitting there, your kid's, like, renting your house from you, and you find out that they've been hiding a bunch of stolen car parts in the back, and the house is trashed. Oh, and I'm sure they probably realized, too, that the other roommates were not the problem. They're like, wait, isn't this the Dan guy that all your roommates were forcing you to hang out with? Yeah, 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 but, like, they're not forcing me to do that anymore. And another group of, like, college students ended up buying the house, or probably one of them did, and that guy would throw parties in the house from time to time, and it was always really weird whenever they would go, because, like, imagine walking into a house that you've lived in, and people have partied in it all the time, but you don't know anyone who lives there or owns it now, but it is a party. And sometimes people would show up and be like, hey, is this Brad's house? And, like, the new owners would have to be like, nope. We don't know Brad, but we certainly do not party like him, so sorry, but there's nothing going on tonight. And people would, like, argue with them, Oh, we know this is Brad's house. It's just not Brad's house anymore. 
Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I would really appreciate you guys taking a second to press the like button. Let me know what you thought in the comments section down below. If you're new, subscribe, turn on those notifications. I would really appreciate it. And if you want to be an absolute legend, you can check out the merch shelf, which can be found down below if you scroll down. And while you're down there, sauce me a comment, you know, just comment the word uh, Brad down below. And if you really like the story times but want to listen to them like a podcast, the audio version, I do post them wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. So if you ever want to listen like that, there's a link down below. But uh, yeah, on that note, guys, that'll really do it. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot. And hopefully I'll see each and every single one of you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.